the blast from our past network. This week on Talking Back. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me is co-host, Dean. Tim, I want to go ack-ack, but I feel like you're going to get mad at me for that. Ack, ack, ack. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. Ack, 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 ack. I also want to make the universal symbol of the donut while I do that. <laughs> I'm so surprised you didn't just go for the ack, ack, Dean. I was ready to back you up. Oh, you were going to back me? See, I thought, I thought you knew it was coming and you would shoot me down because of that. I went the other way. I knew it was coming, so I'm like, ah, I won't shoot the guy down. I'll just join in. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Well, thank re- you. I was ready to go. You're welcome. Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining this week. We love you all. All of you. We are doing Mars Attacks this week. I'm not sure why. Tim, I have no are. idea why. Who, <laughs> who, who gave I, us this topic? I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't know how this one snuck. This must have been one of Brian's ideas. Because, yeah, it must have been. Um, I uh, I don't even think I had seen this movie start to finish ever. Not sure I have either, Tim. <laughs> I definitely remember like watching chunks of it here yeah. and there. It was always on TV. I would always totally. tune in. It was kind of a kind of a fascinating movie. Yeah. But I don't yeah, I don't I don't have like this isn't one that I grew up with or have great memories of. I I think I watched it for the very first time start to finish this past week. So yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we're doing something a bit different. Yeah, I'll tell again. you one thing. Um, I never knew where it was going. So if I saw it before, I completely forgot about everything. Okay. Yeah, I kind of remembered most of the stuff that was going on. But um, yeah, interesting experience. Definitely. Definitely. It's Tim. It's a good movie. Yeah? You like oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. Okay. I'm not sure where I stand, to be yeah. honest with you. I, I think know. it is. I think it is pretty hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Hilarious is a word I am definitely not going to use for it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but I don't. I don't really want to talk bad about the movie. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of like good in there. I'm not a huge fan. That's fine. I'm yeah. Not a huge fan of this one. But that's we like to talk about the good stuff, not the for bad sure. stuff. Yeah. So. Released in 1996 with a budget of $70 million. That's huge. It gross, it's huge. Huge budget. It's huge. It grosses just over $100 million, so it does not do all that good. That's not very good. No. Not very good at all. That's, no. flo- that's a flop, as they say. That Yeah, that would be a flop. Yeah. So, directed by Tim Burton and music by Danny Elfman. Now, in my opinion... This is one of the best director musician duos oh, yeah. that you get in movies. Um, I really respect both of them. I respect their work, but I am not a big fan of either of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can. I can see that. It's. A, it's. Burton is a very specific type. He's a very specific feel, and I feel like half of it hits me hard, and half of it I don't get at all. Um, which is kind yeah. of strange, but that's the way. That's kind of where I stand on Burton. 
Yeah, outside of his work with Batman and then Beetlejuice, I am not a fan of any of his other stuff. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah, have you seen now, Sweeney Todd? No, but I don't like musicals. So oh, yeah, it's a musical. There. It's it's just solid musical. There's no yeah. lines of dialogue. <laughs> mm. So it's produced by Tim Burton and Larry J. Franco. Now, Franco... This guy, he's helped produce a ton of stuff that we like. He helped produce Escape from New York, The Thing, Big Trouble in Little China, Tango and Cash, Batman Returns, to name a few. Wow, those are great movies. Mm-hmm. The cast here, nothing short of spectacular. Spectacular, man. Just a, a really amazing ensemble cast in this movie. I- so, so fun. I missed everything that happened in the first minute of those, like that opening credits, because I was just like surprised by every single name that just kept going by the screen and going by the screen. I I don't even know what happened before that. Well, the Martians were leaving Mars, heading towards Earth. Okay, okay. Totally missed that. You probably didn't even understand most of the movie because you didn't realize the Martians had come to Earth. Tim, that's very true. That's very true. Me, I was just like, what jack black is 16th build what is this movie (laughs) (laughs) cinematography on this one is peter sushitsky now he is famous for being the cinematographer who did the empire strikes back cool and even more famous for being the cinematographer on crawl oh yes even more (laughs) famous movie the movie crawl Tim, no one likes that bringing, movie. I keep bringing it up. I no know. one likes that movie. Look, I only bring it up never seen when it. somebody on a movie yeah. that we're covering has worked on that movie. And then I like to make a point of it because I think, yeah. Anyways, I'll stop talking about it. We're just going to do it, uh, everybody. Yeah, listening. you crawl is going to crawl is going to it's going to come up soon on a double feature. Just go check it out if you want to join in on the fun. So this movie, Mars Attacks, is actually based on. The Mars Attacks science fiction-themed trading cards from 1962. The cards formed a story arc that tell of the invasion of Earth by the cruel and deadly Martians. Interesting. Very, very graphic cards as well. Okay. Have you ever read a card story arc before? No. I feel like I've never read that. That's a cool idea. It's like a comic, basically, but I've never never read that before. How many Mm -hmm. cards? Do you know how many cards it was? Uh, it was less than a hundred. Okay. Okay. I, if you want to say like 50, maybe 50, 50 cards. Interesting. And then just told a story by like. So 70. But just it, each card had like a little bit of. Okay. The cards would progress. The art would progress the story. Neat. There'd be a little yeah. bit of a story on it. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. The writer on this movie, Jonathan Gems, pitches his idea for Mars Attacks in 1993. And at the same time pitches his idea for Dinosaurs Attack which would have been a very similar movie with dinosaurs. Oh, okay. It wasn't considered because of the similarities to Jurassic Park. Mm. That was a a big movie, Tim. That was a big one. Talk about Moneymaker. Don't try to compete with that. No. I think I'll just, I'll really quickly get into one of the problems with Mars Attack and them not making their money is that what, this one came out in the fall because they were having some delays do you know what came out in the summer? I do actually know this. I do know this year, yeah. Tim. This mm. is Independence mm. Day. 
Independence Day, a very similar movie, but a much more like straight, straightforward, serious movie about the invasion of aliens. So you get that and then Mars Attacks comes along and I could see it. I could see it fading. I can see how you need Mars Attacks to come out before Independence Day. To make a lot of money. A hundred percent, Tim. You have a movie that is humans can come together and defeat aliens. And then you have a movie, uh, humans are stupid. There's no way they could ever beat aliens. It just, right. yeah, it total different, complete opposites. Yeah. So the studio had looked at Jonathan Gems, uh, his script for Mars Attacks, and they estimated that it would cost... $260 million to make it. Holy and they only <laughs> Yeah, they only wanted to spend $60 million. So Jem wow. writes 12 drafts of his script. He brings the 60 leading characters down to 23 what? and reduces <laughs> reduces the worldwide destruction to the destruction of only three major cities. Okay. And they also move from stop motion effects to the cheaper computer-generated effects. Okay, that's, yeah, that's interesting because, you know... That's how you shave a budget down. Yeah, Tim Burton, good stop-motion guy, so... Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm just ready to jump into this story. Uh, ak-ak? Ak-ak! You're really good at that. That's not... That's 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 your best impression, I think, Tim. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Really? better than my emperor your emperor is good but like this this martian on point i used to have a really good arnold impersonation okay um, yeah but i haven't practiced it in a while so i'm not going to do it all right so they get right into it with this movie we see a herd of cattle running down a farm road and they're all on fire tim and then yeah you want to stop me already <laughs> this movie starts with a stampede of cows that are on fire, on fire. what is going it's pretty, on this it's is pretty quite, impressive quite the start and this is before like the it. credits roll i believe this is quite the start to a movie i'm in it was nice i liked it yeah uh we see a ufo lift off from behind the farmhouse and it goes into outer space and uh as you said dean we then get the credits yeah um, the credits, as I mentioned, show us hundreds of UFOs lifting off Mars, heading towards Earth. And I'm thinking at this point, Dean, the cows of Earth are in real big trouble. <laughs> oh, man. Totally, Tim. The cows are in big trouble. <laughs> they better look out. Um, really, really cool retro looking intro, though. Yeah. Uh, I really like how they tried to make the UFOs look vintage and made them look vintage. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, because like the, I feel like this movie is going for sort of a, a B horror or B um, sort of sci-fi movie thing, you know, where it's it's movies of the 50s, 60s, 70s. So, yeah, I really like that the UFOs look like simple. They're just simple. Yeah. Uh, t- uh, Tim Burton was absolutely trying to pay respect to the like originators of sci-fi yeah. sci-fi movies with this totally. one. So, yeah, this movie looks it looks amazing amazing uh, yeah 100 percent. we meet jack nicholson and he's the president of the united states of course he and is. he's looking at a photograph of a ufo and we see there's an oval office meeting about how to handle this situation mm-hmm. we've got pierce brosnan martin short and rob steger are three big name actors um that are here as part of uh jack nicholson's presidential team yeah 
So this movie is, you know, full of these famous actors and actresses. And basically what the movie does is it has them kind of separated into these different groups uh, because they want to tell different stories uh, at the same time as they're telling this kind of main story yeah. of the Martians attacking. So you get these stars broken into groups. So we've already met um, Jack Nicholson, the president, uh, but with his group additionally is his wife played by Glenn Close mm -hmm. and his daughter played by Natalie Portman. Now, some of the other groups of stars that we see in the movie, we have Jim Norton and Pam Greer, our team. Um, their story was a bit different though, because they're not actually together in the same location. Right. They're the one group that are separate from each other. They're like communicating over the telephone the whole time. Yeah. But still like they're, they're in all their scenes together. Um, Annette Benning, who's one of my favorite performances in this she movie. Is she is unreal in this movie. Oh my goodness, dude. She home runs this one home run. so hard. Yes. I'm so glad you said that. I was thinking the same thing just, and I, I haven't really seen her in comedic role in a comedic role like this before. And I was right. already a big fan and knocked it out of the park. Yeah, she did. Now she's paired up with Jack Nicholson, who's <laughs> playing a second character for no He's reason. Playing, <laughs> playing the character of art. Now, dude, when I saw Art for the first time, it's this guy clearly in makeup. Oh, yeah. It's obvious. I'm sitting there trying to figure out who this is. I'm oh, like, yeah? I recognize that voice, <laughs> but I can't picture who this is. And I recognize the voice because I heard it one minute earlier with Jack Nicholson. So I finally figured out it was Jack Nicholson. Yeah, like, it's oh, just... Okay, that's cool. It's just so funny that he's playing this character as well because, like, this is such a huge cast and he's playing this other guy. And, like, as soon as I saw it, like, I, this isn't going to be spoiler, but just as soon as I saw it, I was thinking, oh, this guy's going to have to take over for the president for some reason because he looks just oh, like him. Yeah, They nice. never even touch that. They <laughs> never even go there at all. <laughs> yeah, well... Jack Nicholson made a joke to the producers that he wanted to play all of the roles oh, that's with everybody. That's so I think they were like, oh, that's kind of funny. Maybe we'll, we'll give, give him two, yeah. a second role. I mean, it is, again, it is a home run. Like, it absolutely hits so hard oh. for me that he plays that that art uh, guy. Like, everything he says as that guy is hilarious. He's so funny. It's such a good performance because his president is a little more, like, laid back. Um, so it just really, really clicks. I'm so happy they did it. I was just sitting there thinking, like, why? <laughs> what is the point of this? But it's it's fantastic. There's no reason. There's no There's reason. a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just for yeah. fun. <laughs> uh, and Jack Nicholson is so good. It just you're reminded oh, of how one amazing of, the of an actor yeah. he is with his performances in this movie. For sure. You know who I liked more in this movie? Well, it's tough to say more, but you know who shocked me more in this movie? Who shocked you? Michael J. Fox. Yep. Him and Sarah Jessica Parker are together. They're a pair. Great pair. She's uh, like this successful talk show host. Yeah. And he's a successful journalist, but yeah. he's jealous of all the success she has. Yes. It's hilarious. But dude, I forgot how much of a movie star Michael J. Yeah. Fox is. And it's because I've seen his movies so many times that when I come to this one and I actually haven't really seen his performance in this, this dude absolutely pops off the screen. Yeah. He is movie magic. He completely charms me in this movie. He's like, he's this bigger than life character. And I, I, I totally get it. Like I get it again now, yeah. you know, kind of seeing him almost for the first time again, blown away by, by this guy and his presence. 
Tim, you and me are both charmed by him and he's playing a complete asshole. That's how like, he is, yeah. that's how much he pops on the screen. Like I just want him to be in more scenes, but he's playing oh, yeah. like a jerk. He's playing, he's playing an asshole, which I haven't seen him do before. Uh, like another performance I haven't seen is, you know, Michael J. Fox playing the asshole. Um, incredible. Love this so guy, good. man. I'm just, I'm eating up all the lines he's delivering. A hundred percent. All just, the lines. Yeah. I want so more. funny. So the president makes a public announcement on all broadcast stations that intelligent life is out there and it's headed towards Earth. And at the same time, the Martians take over the airwaves. Right, yeah. And they introduce themselves. These Martians, dude, I love them. They look amazing. They look incredible. They're skull faces with like gigantic exposed brains. Yes. Yes, with yeah, skull faces with like kind of dangly things coming off the cheeks, like gill, like gills, gill cheeks yeah, or something. gill cheeks, something like that, and then giant brains, but eyeballs in the skeleton, um, yeah. you know, head. You know, it's not it's not the empty sockets; they still have the eyeballs. They're like multi Their brains are like multicolored, like rain, almost rainbowish in 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 tone. It's they they look so great. They look awesome. Interestingly enough, in the movie though, no one that we've encountered. Seems to be upset or scared with what's happening. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting way to, to go about the movie. Yeah. Annette Bening's character is actually really happy the Martians are coming. She's seeing it as like a fresh start or a new beginning for her. She's, she's completely on board. Yeah. She's... Everyone else is just like, uh, aliens are coming, man. That's cool. Everyone's trying to think of, yeah. Let's see what like, happens. No one really cares. They're all just trying to think of how aliens coming will affect their persona, basically. You know, everyone's just trying to think like, okay, they're coming, but how, how am I going to look when they come? You know, (laughs) that's that's, right. That's That's a great point. Yeah. Right. We also meet Jack Black Mm. and his girlfriend, Christina Applegate. Yes. Uh, And he got to kiss her. He did, Tim. Were you jealous, Tim? She's one of your crushes. Was I jealous? (laughs) Was I jealous? Did you see the outfit she was wearing? Yes. There wasn't Um, much of it. Yeah, no, I there wasn't. Uh, um, I did want to make a late a late entry into my Valentine crushes of this year. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we, I'd like to enter her in into the tournament. Nice, that just happened. Excellent. Okay, we should we should uh, redo okay. it. See see who wins. <laughs> see if she can <laughs> come up it. on top. <laughs> of course she will. How could she not? I don't know. I don't oh, know. Oh man, wow! Did I like her in this movie? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know any dialogue she has. Uh, I don't think she had any. <laughs> I think she said two lines, maybe. Yeah, she didn't have much dialogue. That's I didn't. It's great. Uh, let me let me just clarify. I wasn't liking her for her dialogue in the movie. Oh, okay, just okay, to, okay. Just to clear, just to clear that up. Where are we here? Um, yeah. So they um they've 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 set quite a bit of stuff up so far. And there hasn't actually been all that much comedy or action. It's just kind of been like pretty dramatic. There's been a little bit of comedy, pretty much just like dramatic setup. It's yeah, it's dramatic setup going. Yeah, going through all these different characters, but they're all kind of off the wall. You know, they're all goofy characters. No one's really a person, you know, you know what I mean? Like they're all just a character. I get, I get a, I get the weird vibe. It's weird. Totally. Yeah. You get the strange, weird, you know, what's kind of going on, but in a classic sort of sci-fi setup, um, 
I mean, maybe it's not classic. Maybe it's just classic because it's also what they do in Independence Day, and now they do that going forward. But it's sort of the introducing all the characters, and eventually we're going to all come together. Like, it's a classic sort of disaster film thing, where it's, you know, you you have all these different parts of the world, and then, you know, eventually we're going to meet up. Um, So I feel like that's what's happening here. They're setting the stage, giving us all the characters. I haven't seen a lot of those old sci-fi movies. Yeah, me neither. Maybe not even any, but... I imagine that the structure is this structure is pretty close to okay like the structure of those yeah so the martians are ready to land and the humans need to go greet them and this army general uh that's with uh jack president jack mm-hmm. convinces the president that they need to send out a military force to the meeting just in case the martians are hostile right and Dude, this scene, this scene in the desert, this is where a ton of the budget goes to. They have tanks, they have jeeps, they've got like a handful of helicopters. Yeah. There's all sorts of expensive gear. They've built a couple of stands for people to sit in. There's hundreds of hippies there as well. Um, Yeah, that's a lot of money for this scene. Uh, Definitely, and we haven't even gotten to... Martians landing. You know, we haven't even got to the CG part of it all. Um, the CG was cheap. Right. It was a cheap part of the movie. I think their budget for the CG was $3 million. Oh, really? Yeah. Three to three, three to five million, yeah. Wow. Okay. Just I not mean, it, that, it looks not really all good. that expensive back yeah. then. Oh, it's, it's ILM did it. So uh, I think they were maybe just, I don't know. Maybe when this came out, they just weren't demanding like a whole lot of a whole lot of money quite yet huh so a single ufo does land at the welcoming in the desert the martians come out and they're very short yes they are and an army representative greets them they have this awesome translation machine here too so they can communicate back and forth yeah i love it it's such a great idea and they have a lot of fun with it in the movie um so the martians uh the martians speak and it gets translated into, they come in peace. Great. And this hippie releases a white dove. Yeah. And he's like, they came in peace, man. <laughs> they came in peace. It's so funny. I, re- I thought role. the hippies were a nice touch. Oh, for sure. That was a really nice touch. In that the movie. dove that dove guy is great. What a great touch he's that great, dove guy. He's he delivers his line, line to so well. Yeah, he's perfect, man. That guy should have got a lot more work after that. Yeah, I guy nailed it. Now, everyone's happy. Everyone's yeah, happy. Great. People are cheering. This is a joyous. It's become a joyous event. So perfect. Until a Martian shoots that dove. Yep. And then shoots the army representative. Just shoots them. Just shoot. Just shoot. Just shoots them. And they're we guns. Don't even see them they're like, guns, dude. Yeah. We don't even see them like pull a gun and like have it, you know, aimed at them. We don't even have enough time for the tension to build. Shoots the dove and then immediately shoots that army guy. Their guns are awesome. They look like toys. Yes. But they just disintegrate. Like they disintegrate flesh. Yeah, they turn you into skeletons. Yeah, you're just straight skeleton. So uh that was really cool. Yeah, that and and I like, like the disintegration. The disintegration thing is so it's such a Martian trope. Yeah. And I loved that they just embraced it. It's it's so cool. So Jack Black gets disintegrated. Yeah, man, he's gone so already. Christine Applegate's available now. Yeah, no wonder he was billed so low. 
<laughs> yeah, he didn't spend much time he on screen. He didn't spend much time on screen. Unfortunately, Michael J. Fox gets disintegrated. Yeah. Basically, everybody here in the desert gets disintegrated. Um, yeah. Everybody except for Sarah Jessica Parker. Right. Who just gets taken by gets the Martians. Taken. Yeah. And I, uh, I I like that the Martians have, like, I guess two different styles of guns. They got these red lasers and they got these green lasers. And depending what laser you get shot with, that's what color your skeleton is. So you got these red and green skeletons all over the ground because they have different lasers in their gun. Hmm. Interesting. I couldn't quite figure out what was going on there because I thought sometimes they'd get shot and their flesh would like burn up into red. Okay. Yeah. And then maybe they just fall to green. Their skeleton would turn to green after that. No, there's but two. But then I saw yeah. red skeletons and I was yeah. like, I didn't really understand what was going on. So that makes sense. Yeah. Two different color lasers. Guns. Yeah. And we like, we just, we just know, you know, we're never going to touch on that. We're never going to figure out why they got two different types of guns, but they just do. And they turn into different colored skeletons. It's, it's really neat. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you why they had two different uh, color of lasers there or why they, the, the bodies changed like that is because I definitely noticed red and green were two, two colors they worked extensively with in this movie. Right. They yeah. purposefully made things red and green. You've got um, like people in red sitting on green cars. You've got the uh, the Martians who are green. They all have red backpacks. Mm, Their backpacks yeah, yeah. are all red. Their guns are like red and green. Every There were so many like red and green tones in the movie on purpose. I think you just get that like red is Mars, green is alien. So mm. I think they just embraced that concept yeah. and splattered totally. red and green all throughout the movie. So that would explain why they went went with two different like yeah. v- vaporization colors there. Love it. So Pierce Brosnan, who's like the uh, the angel on the president's shoulder, uh, he convinces mm. the president to reach out for peace instead of attacking. And the Martians contact Earth and let them know they want to make a formal apology. That's yes. nice. That's nice. <laughs> they, owe, they owe Earth an apology after that display. I like this talk that they had beforehand where they're trying to figure out if they should attack the Martians or if they should, you know, not, if they should just wait and maybe maybe reach out to them. And they're all having this conversation like maybe doves to them mean war. Maybe we released yeah, the one they... symbol that was like, we yeah. wage war on you. So like, maybe that was our fault. Let's just go and say like cultural differences. Let's say <laughs> we'd like to put those aside. And then, yeah, Martians contact them back and they want, they, they're ready. They, they apologize and they want to have a, a meeting. Yeah. They want to apologize in front of all of Congress. <laughs> of course. What a great idea. Of course. Nothing could go wrong there. No. Uh, and of course the humans allow it. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you allow this to happen? Yeah. The president wants to be part of that meeting, but he can't. Yeah. They don't, they don't <laughs> let him, but yeah. for some of reason, of course, <laughs> obviously the Martians disintegrate all of Congress. Oh, this is so funny, Tim. You knew that was coming. This is so funny. When when he pulls out his gun and just shoots everyone, like, again, there's just no time in between. Like, there's no thinking about it. He just pulls out his gun, shoots everyone in Congress. I am yeah. so on board with the movie at this point where I'm just like, oh, my goodness, they're just so dumb. They're just going to keep being like trying to make trying to make peace with them. And these little shits are just going to keep shooting you. They're fast. They're quick draws. They're quick draws. They're wild. They, West. they would have done good in the wild west. They seem like they are having a great time with whatever they are doing here. They are having fun. 
So this destruction of the Congress yes. is finally enough to provoke the U.S. into attacking. But their guns are not very effective. And the president won't allow them to use nukes. No, yeah. Hey, Dean, remember in Superman? Yeah. When the army was driving two nukes down down the highway? <laughs> yes, I do remember that, Tim. Tim, that I was, was thinking awesome. about Superman. That I was, was thinking so about, awesome. yeah, how, um, I was thinking about how uh, uh, Jack's president here just refuses to launch nukes. Yet in Superman, yeah. they were just launching live nukes <laughs> test, as a test. <laughs> they were test launching nukes in the U.S. Test launching nukes and driving and them down the it. street. That's the only way to transport a nuke is down the highway. Wow. Wow. Great. The Martians, Dean, have captured Pierce Brosnan and they have cut his head off, but he's still alive. Sarah J. Parker's head is on her chihuahua's body now. <laughs> yeah, what, again, what is going on? This was wrong. This was just wrong. Her head on a chihuahua is yeah. very uncomfortable. I found this funny. <laughs> I found this quite funny, too. I mean, the idea <laughs> behind it is funny, but <laughs> the execution of it, I'm very uncomfortable yes, yes. looking I, at that. I see that. I find it very funny. I want to see that as little as possible. I find it very funny that she is a, a human head on a dog body. He is a head floating in the air. And the first thing is she asks him if he was flirting with her <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on, on, he on her TV show. And he was. <laughs> he was. And that's sure all they was. talk about. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's just fu- people don't give a shit too, because- <laughs> People don't care about anything. People just care about themselves. It's so crazy. There's a funny scene for Michael J. Fox's character when the... Oh, yeah. Because um, Pierce Brosnan was on Sarah J. Parker's uh, talk show. And he's so <laughs> and slick. And Michael J. He's Fox so thought... Yeah, oh, he's so he's so handsome. But Michael Michael uh, thought that he was flirting. Yeah. He was flirting with her. And even as the Martians <laughs> attack yeah. and come down... Michael J. Fox notices that Pierce Brosnan like put his hand on her leg. Yeah. And it's all chaos. And he's just like, look, he just touched her. He's just touched. He's he's more preoccupied with what Pierce Brosnan is doing yes. to his girlfriend than Martians destroying people on Earth. It was very funny. It was great character building for for yeah, for Mr. Fox. It's so funny. I mean, it just it keeps hammering home that everyone just cares about themselves. They don't care about what else is going on, which is uh, it's interesting. I, I wasn't really thinking about that before, but like everyone is so concerned about how this attack affects them. I mean, they're definitely trying to make a statement with this movie and the way that they're per, you know portraying humans and humanity. Right. And, like <laughs> yeah. what's important to us. Yeah. yeah. Actually, right after right after the. Um, the ambassador shoots up the whole all of Congress. Someone's watching this TV screen, and she's like, "Maybe they don't like human beings." <laughs> and it's just like it's this oh, like yeah. wild idea <laughs> that could po- who could possibly ever right. think that everyone's yeah. so confused? Why are they shooting us up? We're being so nice. Maybe they don't like right. humans. <laughs> How's that possible? Though that, I know Why how is that like possible? Humans? We're so lovable. We're so great. Are we're we? so great. How could Martians not like us? I know. I, Tim, I like when we every time we clip back to the Martians' um, spaceship, and they're all just wearing their underwear. They're yeah, all just and having a lot underwear. of fun. <laughs> yeah. They're always having a lot of fun. They're always having fun. They are children. They are children having fun. They're running experimental tests on human body parts. Yeah. They're looking at Playboys. They're just—it's a party up there. It's a party the up mothership. there. And whenever they come down, they just like messing with people and shooting them. They're a bunch of a-holes, but I kind of like them. I kind of like them. 
Now, a favorite scene of mine here, Dean, where we meet up with what appears to be a fembot of some sort. Uh, definitely. Definitely a fembot. Yeah, played by Lisa Marie. Now, she was married to Tim Burton for eight years. Oh, okay. And they met in a Starbucks on New Year's Eve and bonded over both witnessing UFOs. Perfect. So that's interesting. Tim, yeah. that is fucking perfect. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yes. This and this part is the greatest. This is the peak of the movie for me. It's so good. Martin Short is out looking for a good time. As one would. One would be. The world's about to end. It's one <laughs> right. a little bit of fun. <laughs> he finds the fembot and invites her into the White House. Yep. Now, dude, Lisa Marie's acting here. I just love it. Love it. I am obsessed with it. I just want to keep watching that scene yeah. over and over again. She's she's mesmerizing. I am obsessed with how she's walking. I'm obsessed with whenever, you know, Martin Short's back's turned, how she's kind of creepy and like creeping uh, towards yeah. him. But then when he is looking, how she's walking in that moment, I'm so obsessed with this. She's incredible. She's like, just the way she's chomping her gum, yeah. the way she's swaying her arms back and forth as she's walking. The way she is clearly a robot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clearly <laughs> lifeless. I mean, she's not a robot, but like how she's clearly not a human. Right. She looks does not look human. <laughs> no, and not at all. <laughs> no. Uh, her plan, though, here is to assassinate the president, is to make her way into the White House and assassinate yeah. the president. Yeah. And she just about does it. But before she can, we f we see that this fembot is only a costume. Yeah. And it's actually a Martian underneath, and it gets taken out by the Secret Service. Just in the nick of time, president just about gets killed. Yeah, only because this Martian saw a bird. So there definitely is a bird thing. The The Martian saw a bird, shot the bird first, and then got shot. So like, there's definitely a thing where they are afraid of birds for some reason, but I don't know if it's any further than just they are afraid of birds. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Well, I mean, they're, they're trying to take over the earth to like harvest the resources, I assume. Yeah. So once you get done with the humans, who, who seem to be all, all too unsuspecting, what about the birds? Birds will be next. What if all the birds team? No, but what if all the birds team up? Interesting. They could cause they could cause the Martians a lot of trouble. For sure. For sure. So they might just be yeah preemptively taking their shots at the birds. And I think the birds would be smarter than the humans were in this movie. Yep. Probably work work better together. Work better together. So the Martians are not at all happy with losing one of their own. They take it very seriously, Dean. And they get a suit-up scene. They do, Tim. They get a suit-up scene. They get a predator suit-up scene where they're just all getting yeah. ready in their gear. And Not as cool. Head to earth. Not as cool. Not as cool. But it's pretty still, cool. Ha yeah, it's still happening. It's pretty cool. It's like an assembly line suit-up scene. That's right. That's the most efficient type of suit-up. Yeah, I mean, there is something exciting line. about just all these troops walking in and grabbing the same gun and getting the same you know, uniform put yeah. on them. There's something exciting about that. Yeah. The Martians unleash a full-scale invasion, mm -hmm. and this invasion force is doing maximum damage. Maximum damage. They are chasing people. They are killing people. They are destroying buildings. They are destroying everything. Everything. And one of the Martians is now carrying yes. that human translation machine around. Yes. He can barely lift it, but as they're like walking and shooting and killing people... 
it's translating his like Akax into don't run. We are your friends. That is. I legit laughed so hard at that best. scene. Yeah. That is the best joke like, in the movie. Don't run. We are your friends. He's carrying the. Sh- you just know they're little shits. They're little stinkers. Like they just want to mess with you. And that's what they've been doing the whole movie. But then this guy goes, steals the machine, is carrying it around so he can be like, stop running. I'm your friend. He just wants yeah. you to stop and turn around and he'll shoot you. It's, oh my goodness. It's so funny. As they're shooting people in yeah. the back. Yeah. He's like saying stop to them, running. Don't, We're stop running. It's okay. Don't worry. Nothing <laughs> so bad will happen. Good. Best joke in the movie. It was good. They yeah. are a lot like Gremlins. That's a that's a good yeah. pull. I was thinking before Minions, even though I haven't really seen that. But like, oh, like I don't know how evil Minions are because I haven't seen any of that movie. No, but they're... I got a real like okay chaotic vibe. But then when I when I watched it the second time, I was like, oh, you know what? It's Gremlins. That's who they are. They just like this fun chaos that they like to do. Now the president finally agrees to use the nukes. And thank goodness, except for the fact that they don't work. Not at all. Uh, they get sucked up by a Martian vacuum. Pretty cool. Uh, it was cool, yeah. Now, um, another kind of uh, famous famous uh, actor. At the time, not so much, but now he's he's fairly well known, is uh, Lucas Hawk. Oh, yeah. And his character is trying to save his grandma. Yeah. And he's getting chased down the road by a giant Martian robot. Dude, that scene looked so incredible. Yeah. I can't even believe they pulled that off at this time. I know. This is one of the scenes that I actually remember watching. Like, I remember watching this on TV. So I must have turned tuned in, like, around this time. Um, this time around, knowing that it was, like, a card series before. I didn't really know the cards told a story, but I knew it was a card series. This just really reminded me that, like, that would be a card, right? That's why they put this in this movie, because there would be a card of that big robot thing. And it it looks so great in this scene. Yeah, it looks really good. So he gets to his grandma, and they realize that her yodeling oldies music actually makes the Martian's head explode. Perfect, man. (laughs) What? So fucking perfect. Those heads exploding in the in those bowls is why, so funny. Why are they? Why is this happening? Why has anything happened, Tim? They haven't given you an explanation for anything so far, like nothing. So, yep, go. Let's see, like what their heads explode when they listen to only this music. There's been other music playing. They've been on stage singing with Tom Jones, and their heads have been fine. But you know what? It's this music makes their heads explode. Love it. I think they ran out of money here. This is the point. This is very, very much could be the point where they ran out of money. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Um, President Jack gives one last harrowing speech while facing certain death from the Martians. And it is an epic speech. Dude. It's epic, man. It's epic. They seem to like what he's saying. One of the Martians has a single tear. Yeah, brings him to tears. He goes to shake the president's hand, but it's a trick, and the fake hand ends up killing the president. <laughs> They'll never learn, man. Even down they to the last, the last, last moment, they still, those humans will never learn. Those Martians no. just want to kill you. They don't care. I like right before they actually burst into that room, 
the Martians roll like this sparkly ball into the room and everybody hides because they think it's a grenade. And then the Martians kind of like, or they think it's some sort of explosive. And the Martians kind of walk up to it and pick it up and it's just a snow globe. And they just laugh. <laughs> like they're just stinkers. They just want to raise they hell. Are. Like they just want to make you squirm. There's <laughs> never trust like them. Em. And that guy reaches like out em. his hand. Don't take it. Don't take his hand. Yeah. So we get another sweet predator moment here where Jim Brown takes off his armor and the Martian leader takes off his cape so they can have a fist fight like men. Totally, man. Totally. It's so good. So Jim great. Brown kicks this thing's ass. Kicks the shit out of him, man. <laughs> Destroys but then him. He, he gets overwhelmed and uh, beat up and left for dead by a whole gang, a whole swarm of Martians. Um, Grandma and the kid get to a radio station here. So they can broadcast the YOLO music. Great. Perfect. And all the Martians start to die as it just gets played over speakers all over the U.S. Yeah. And right, right close to the end here, I'm actually left feeling like the movie screwed up in a big way. Oh, no. By killing off Jim Norton just before he can get to Pam Greer. They've been trying this whole movie to connect and then he gets killed. And I'm like, you know what? You did him wrong in this movie, but at the last minute, yeah. he's not dead. He is at Pam Greer and he goes walking up to her apartment. It's and so heroic. I just thought it was such a great moment. It's I'm like, great. thank you. Like that. Yeah. I really needed that to happen. I just, they made it such a dramatic part in the movie. Like yeah. every time these two are talking on the phone, it's just how much they love each other and how much they want to be together, but they're, they're trying, they're trying to get there, but they can't because these Martians have landed and when it finally happens, I was like, yes, thank you. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. He's like arguably so. the lead of the movie. Like he's, you know, he has a, the story. Yeah, a bunch, but. Yeah. No, yeah. I know. But like he has the the sort of. the well, they, they have like the happy ending arc. Yeah. Yeah. Right? They have the happy ending arc. So it's like it is so. It was. And he has something that he's trying to get to. While I've kind of said uh, most people, I mean, there's not everyone, but most people are trying to do things for themselves. He's trying to do things for his family and he's one of the few. So just to see him die, I was the same thing. I was like, oh, come on, man. I wanted this guy to, to carry, to, to survive in the end. And then, so when he shows up, it's just like fist pump moment. It's like, yes, great. It was, it was perfect. Yeah. So that's it. The end. That's it. The end. He's over. That's it. The end. Okay. Um, I think to really love this movie, like to really love it, yeah, you have to be a very big Tim Burton fan, yeah, agreed, or a very big fan of satire, yeah. Uh, and I guess talking about it, I'll throw in there possibly a very big fan of like early sci-fi movies. Okay, I yeah. haven't really yeah. seen those, so I think if you're a big fan of of one of those, I could see you loving this movie. I don't really love the movie. Um, I I definitely think that it deserves its cult status. Yeah. Because uh, lots of people like this movie, uh, it, it, it's a it's a good cult movie. Yeah, I, I think it's it's deserved that because it's so weird. It's so strange. it's so strange. It doesn't make any sense at any every turn. Like it is. I don't really understand what they're trying to do. Um, but it's it's interesting. It looks great. It's yeah. Uh, it's yeah. It's bizarre. It's it's just something you don't see a lot of stuff like this. That that that's the thing is you. I don't. I couldn't name another movie like this yeah i totally agree i don't i am same with you i don't love 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 it but um i do think it is a very good movie if you are a tim burton fan you like it's you definitely like this movie um 
I think it's I think it's once you watch it, it like for the first time it kind of surprised me because I didn't really know what was going on, what to expect. The second time around when I kind of realized what the movie was, what it was going for, I was able to appreciate a lot more of the comedic moments that aren't obvious comedic moments. They're just they're like kind of like what would have seemed weird to us on first watch. Um, on second watch, it's like, oh, okay, I can see this. This is kind of this is a funny thing. Um, so I, I I think it's a good movie. I th- I, I would definitely watch it again, um, even though it's not like a absolute love for me. You know, it's not a high ranking movie, but good movie. Yeah, I mean the performances are on point. I guess yeah. just it's worth watching just to see these great actors and actresses being involved in this. <laughs> definitely, just yeah. Watching Jack Nicholson, this like one of the greatest actors of all time talking (laughs) to martians so good (laughs) like like i just i look at him in these scenes and i'm thinking like how is he even how is he faking all this like how is how is he on board with this movie and like why is he trying so hard and i know it's those it's those things the fact that everybody got on board with it and and you know uh, they gave these performances yes it's incredible. It's incredible. His like his other character is like cowboy casino owning um, or hotel owning, whatever it was. Character. Yeah, land developer. Yeah. Land developer um, was so funny. Like there's there's a moment where he's setting up a he's already setting up a hotel and casino that's called Galaxy. And this is before any of the Martian stuff is announced. And then he's watching TV and it's announced and he's just like, well, I thought of this before they did. Like I thought he's like I thought of Martians before they thought of Martians. Like it's yeah. such a funny moment. He just he's so and he keeps going with his plans. Like he doesn't stop at all. He still has his big meetings even though like they're getting invaded. He dies in his tower pitching his hotel to people. Like it's yeah. he will not let it down. I love that character. He's so funny. All the performances are so good. Um like Natalie Portman I think is so funny in this movie oh, as well. She's great. She's great yeah. and I think one of like it's one of my favorite jokes is sort of told through her and it's like people live in the White House where the president works. Like, why do you live in the same place where you work? And why do, why does every president move into that house? You know, it's like, it, she's always like, has these moments where she just wants to go somewhere in her house and someone's like, oh, sorry, no, you can't. There's a tour here. And she's just like, this right. is my house. <laughs> or like, people are yelling. People are yelling in the pre- at the president's office and she just like opens up her door and she's like, people live here. People are sleeping here. And it just, I yeah. never really thought about that. Like, it is kind of weird that they just all live in the same house that he works at. <laughs> like, it's mm. strange. Um, just, I, I like these types of jokes in this movie. I think, I think that it is, uh, yeah, it's very satirical. I think it's very funny. I think it's a really good time. You can't go into this thinking you're getting a sci-fi movie. It's not a sci-fi thinker, that's for sure. You know, it's it's just a good time. It's just fun. Yeah. And right. the amount, sorry, Tim, the amounts of times that they Stop. trusted these Stop Martians. Tim, the amounts of times they trusted these Martians and the Martians just shot them all up. It's so funny. <laughs> I think they they could they would have continued on trusting them forever. The forever. France one is kind of the best. After after they've been like it's had so many times where they trusted them and then they just got shot up. Jack, President Jack gets on the phone and it's like the president of France or whatever is on the phone with him. He's like, great news. 
I have the ambassador of Mars here, and he says they're willing to work something out. And you just cut back to Jack Nicholson, and he's like, run, get out of the room. And you cut back, and everybody's dead. It's so funny. I love this gag that we just keep trusting them and keep trusting them, and they're just little shits that just want to have fun. Yeah. Well, uh, Dean, I'm glad you enjoyed the movie. Yeah, sorry, so I just got the giggles in the movie there. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. I was not as big a fan of yeah. this one, but I'm I'm glad you were. So let's get to what if. So, I feel like this movie is trying to be a few things. Um, Weird is definitely one of them. What if you lean into the weirdness of this movie even harder? Don't try to be serious with the film at all. Like, just go full weird. Is that better or worse, in your opinion? Um, Yeah, okay. Good question. Um, Because that's... That's what threw me off the first time I watched it because I wasn't thrown fully into a Tim Burton weird thing. So it wasn't really like completely just a vibe I was feeling from the movie and that's all I needed to take from it. I was starting to try to follow the plot and figure out why things were happening. It wasn't until the second time around where I realized it doesn't matter. I can just vibe with the movie. I can just feel like what's going on. It doesn't really matter the plot. So I think I would say that the weirder the better. I think especially coming out around the same time as Independence Day, which does, I mean, they don't know this is going to happen, but it does a similar thing except bringing everyone together to defeat the aliens. Um, It's a very hopeful movie, which this one is not. Uh, So I think going into the weirdness definitely makes it more successful. And I probably would have liked it more. Yeah, I I think on on sort of both accounts, it, it would turn out better. Even though I like it, even though I like it how it is, I think on both accounts it would turn out better. I I think like there's a few things going on in the movie. Like they're they're leaning into a few different ideas. Like it's a sci-fi, it's trying to be a comedy, it it feels like a drama, it's weird. Um I almost wish they just kind of focused that energy a little bit a little bit better. Yeah. Um Maybe just like, let's, you know, lean into one of them. So in, the, in this case, I'm saying lean into the weirdness. Yeah. The weirdness was one of the best things about the movie. Um, so just put more of your effort into it being weird, maybe less into it being like a drama. Or I just think, yeah. I think it might've worked a little bit better. One of the things, one of the things I didn't really like about the movie is you've got Tim Burton trying to like pay homage to these sci-fi movies but what I feel like he did was he just tried to do like a straight remake of one of them. Yeah. Okay. Without yeah. putting any sort of flair into it. Yeah. I'll give you another example of someone who does that successfully. It's Quentin Tarantino. He pays homage to old movies that he loves, but he puts his own spin on it. So I wonder if like, now maybe Tim Burton did put a bit of his own spin on it. Maybe that, that whole weirdness factor, maybe that doesn't even exist in these older movies. It probably doesn't. So maybe yeah. that's his spin. But I don't know, maybe dig into it a little bit harder. I think know? I think all these satirical jokes where all the comedy is coming from, I think that's all Tim Burton, his type of thing. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I think that's that's sort of his angle into it. But I get it. I get the weird thing because, you know, that fembot scene, best scene in the movie, and it's the weirdest. It's the most like, what the hell right. is happening here? Like, it just your eyes can't quite look away from the screen because it's so strange what you're watching. Um, so, yeah, I, I think more like that. Make the movie a lot like that. Um, and it would, for me, it would be better. It would be one that I would have liked, I would have enjoyed more. I think so, too. Yeah. I'd be super down with watching a modern remake of this though. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. get a bunch of high profile actors and actresses, remake this, get a big director behind it. I think this this movie remade could make a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of came out at the wrong time um with sort of the wrong I well, honestly like with no message to it kind of just basically being satire. Um yeah. I don't want to say it had the wrong director, but I definitely think a different director could make this better. Yeah, I I don't know. I like what it is. So I can see it I can see a different director making a different movie that I would enjoy more. Which I guess is <laughs> with the same okay, thing well you're said. saying. I guess no, that's saying that's, no that was good. That's well said. Yeah. I, I but I, I like what this is. Um I, I actually just thought of something um i was watching an earlier interview with tim burton and he was talking about sleepy hollow and he was talking about how like he was talking about like a guy somebody with no face how you can't like look at them and see you know you can't look them in the eyes because he's got no head and then he was he kind of moved that into skeletons and he was saying how skeletons are really weird to look at because they don't have eyeballs so you can't like look at them and you know you can't trust them because they don't have eyes that's what we trust we look in people's eyes so i thought it's interesting that these Martians are skeleton heads with eyeballs and the humans just mm -hmm. trust them no matter what, because right. they, even though they look so weird, they do have eyeballs just like us. And I think that's maybe what he's going for here is just like, as long as it looks slightly like you, you might trust it. You know, as long as an alien comes down and has eyeballs, you might trust that alien just unconditionally, which is a, such a strange oh. idea. But thinking about his interviews, that could have been an idea he had. Probably like a t even just like an ultimate take on the movie. It would be funny if they didn't tr if they trusted them because they have eyeballs. <laughs> I mean, I think it also has a lot to do with what the aliens are saying. Like we come in peace. I think that's a big part yeah. of it. Like they continue to say, "Don't worry, you're okay, you're safe." <laughs> totally. Like, okay, don't worry, we're yeah. safe. We're safe. Even after getting even after getting killed and disintegrated, it's just like, "Oh, don't worry." They said we're okay. We're yeah. okay. But how excited they are every time they uh, come to apologize is just so funny. All right. One last thing to do. It's our uh, trivia portion. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Thanks to uh, thanks to Frank who um, recommended we try something like this, and we've uh, we've been instituting it on our movie episodes. So yes. Here we go. I love the trivia portion. You go first, Tim. Okay. Now, what this trivia is is that while we're watching the movie, we try to pull something out that is very specific. And it's going to be very hard for the other person to get. But it's not like so difficult as a thing that we've like researched or gone into a yeah, lot of background right. trying to figure out. It's just like try to notice something while watching the movie the first time that the other person will have a real hard time getting. Yeah. So we're trying to make these hard. But if we're paying attention, we could possibly get it. You might get like, lucky I got, and get it. I got yeah. the first one. I got the, yeah. I got it last time. Actually, you you uh, you read me your other ones. You had a couple other ones, 
other trivia questions for Alien 3. Yeah. You read them to me off air and I didn't get any of them. No, <laughs> and I thought I picked one. the hardest one. It just happened yeah. to be the one that you did know. Right. It happened to be yeah. the one that I had picked up on yeah. because there was something specific about it. So, okay, I'll go first. Okay. Dean, the Martian ambassador is in a bunch of scenes. Mm-hmm. He greets the humans in the desert. Mm-hmm. He stands before Congress. And he has a fist fight with Jim Norton. Okay. I want to know what two colors his robe is. Ooh, good question. Okay. Okay, so red is one of them. What two colors his robe is. Um, oh, man. And then the red, other... Red is correct. That's, yeah. that's the easy one. That's the this easy trivia one. trivia is more like, I could have just asked, what's the second color in his yeah. robe? <laughs> yeah, but. that's that's a good question. Um, is it purple? No, it's not. Really? So his leader, his the ambassador's, purple. like yeah. the lead Martian's robe is purple. Yeah. But the, the red, they all have red with gold lining. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. even the purple, the guy with the purple robe has gold lining on his as well. Okay. So it's, it's red and gold. Good question. I was, because red's the obvious thing that sticks out, right? So right. I was thinking maybe his lining was purple and the other guy has purple lining red, something like that. But yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Mine is, um, so Sarah Jessica Parker's uh, character, Natalie Lake, what is the name of her television program? Oh, damn. Good question. I have no idea. I just legitimately have no idea. Um, probably couldn't even wager a guess here. Uh, is it something about coffee, maybe? Um, I'm going to go with Wake Up Cup. Okay. That's actually not bad. It's Today in Fashion. Oh, okay. Okay. But that's actually like the right vibe. You have like kind of the right idea of a of a, a television show name. Yeah, it's a fashion show and it's called Today in Fashion. Yeah. Good question. Cool. All right. I like this new trivia thing. We're me doing. too. I love it. It makes me it's pay fun. attention to the movie. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> awesome. Okay, dude. Thank cool. you. Awesome. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for joining, Dean. Yeah, man. That was a really fun one. I'm glad you picked it. And thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, everybody. I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. 
All right, that's it. We're done.